0: The food we eat, the lifestyle we live, and chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte into Mooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355.
1: Here comes the sun, and I say it's alright.
0: Asmujao Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Asmujao offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Asmujao to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school that can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to Asmujao to recover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. Asmujal is located in Aganya, next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West of Bryan Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. The most unique place on Guam to visit is Jeff's Pirates Cove, located in Ipan, Talafofo in Route 4 right on a beautiful windward beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jeff Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yokoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday... 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And start out with Jose's Mexican omelet for breakfast. Unbelievable. Go through the week, and don't forget about Jose's Taco Tuesdays, folks, and get that burrito. Unbelievable. And then, of course, there's today, Friday, F-R-Y day, and that whole parrotfish is sitting there waiting for you. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, Jeff's Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter. Of course, another personal favorite, Greek salad and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jess Pirates Cove. Open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. We'll see you there. Imagine, it's a quiet moonlit night and you're standing on a beautiful white sandy beach. The sand still warm under your feet from the sun's rays of the day. A gentle breeze is blowing through the palm trees and it softly caresses your face and body. The moon is full and the shimmering pale white moonlight showers you with its powerful moon energy as moonbeams dance upon the ebony waters surrounding you. As you walk along the beach with the waves gently kissing your feet and the ocean singing to you, you look to the heavens and you see the most wondrous, brilliant star. As you gaze upon this twinkling star, you see it fall suddenly into the water and in a flash of light, a beautiful, perfect dolphin emerges from that very spot and in an instant, your heart and mind know that this magical being came to you from the heavens above. The dolphin calls to language not of words but of the heart It is an easy, joyous communication welcoming you to approach and enter the water. Excitingly you do so, finding the water warm and soothing as you greet one another and you look into the dolphin's eyes and you see the universe itself reflected there. You feel at peace and loved. It is a union and a reunion. You remember and you're connected. Such joy and love you have for your new friend and guide. You take hold of the dolphin's fin and she gently swims with you. You feel totally safe and protected as you both now go beneath the surface of the water deeper and deeper and deeper how beautiful this underwater world is you could stay here forever surrounded by colored fish coral sea and plant life of every description and in the distance you see a crystal cave just for you you and your guide effortlessly glide toward this cave so inviting and as you enter the cave you find it has many many rooms of many colors red Orange, purple, green, blue, yellow, each is healing, and you choose the color you need. Or you may choose to visit each room you're like a sponge, absorbing the vibration, the energy of all the beautiful colors. You may stay here as long as you wish. And when you're ready to leave, you see that your dolphin friend has been patiently waiting for you, and she now accompanies you to the surface. You float silently upward, and upward, and upward, and emerge from the water healed and whole. You bid farewell to each other, thanking this magnificent celestial being for her love and energy and for this healing journey. And in your heart, you know that she will always, always be with you. Welcome. Edge heaven, metaphysics, yes. Metaphysics, really, that area of philosophy which concerns itself with the nature and structure of reality. It deals with such questions as, are the objects we perceive real or an illusion? Does the external world exist apart from our consciousness of it? Is reality ultimately reducible to a single underlying substance, and if so, is it essentially spiritual or material? Is the universe intelligible and orderly or incomprehensible and chaotic? Well, we've uh, many times over the years have referred, of course, to Tibetan philosophies or thoughts, and, uh, of course, uh, a little history with Tibetan folks. Um, they believe that uh, earth as their heaven and consequently um, continually reincarnate uh, in uh, um, many generations of uh, of ancestral uh, uh, awareness, uh, so to speak, about who was who and who was who and who was who. Um, and even to the point of on Tibetan writing, uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead uh, kind of tells you like 49 days after you die, what happens to you. And it's interesting because, uh, um, you know, death is, is uh, for, for most folks, of course, uh, is a big unknown. Um, and, of course, fear is something that uh, could be... Uh, um, uh, projected uh, upon this natural event that everybody is going to uh, experience uh, and everybody in the past has experienced and everybody in the future will experience. And it's something that we can embrace in love. And uh, there's some kind of, some exercise, there's, a, there's some quotes and some exercises uh, to kind of prepare us for this, uh, this journey, of course, of, of dying. Now this is interesting. Practice giving things away. Not just things you don't care about, but things you do like. Remember, it's not the size of a gift. It is its quality and the amount of mental attachment you overcome that count. So don't bankrupt yourself on a monetarily positive impulse only to regret it later. Give thought to giving, give small things carefully and observe the mental processes going along with the act of releasing the little thing you liked. So giving away things, it's not the monetary worth of the gift. It's the quality and amount of mental attachment you overcome that counts. So this is interesting. If you think about um, precious heirlooms, you know it's uh, uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, um, going to uh, 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 Tampa, Florida, uh, St Petersburg, Florida, this is a, a, a big retirement. Um, village, really, these these places, you know, for folks coming down from uh, Chicago and Michigan and, you know, any of the northern states, northern New York where folks are, are ready to get away from the cold winters and they go down to Florida to retire. Well, when they go, Uh, they just take their heirlooms. They just take the things that uh, their uh, grandparents maybe gave them or something, something that's really dear to their heart, and they take them, and uh, the folks uh, move to Tampa, uh, St. Petersburg area, and then when they pass away, through the years, of course, down comes their children who are still living up north, and what they do pretty much is pack up everything that they have the old folks, and they take it to Goodwill. And, of course, the people at Goodwill, uh, you know, are surrounded by oftentimes antique dealers that see the worth of these heirlooms and, uh, of course, resell them out of their antique shops. But it's, it's an interesting part of the world uh, in, within the United States as, as to a retirement community and what, it, what is available. Now, the reason why I'm talking about these items is because there's a word, it's called magnetize. Magnetizing items. Um, let's say, for instance, you have some clothing that you've had for a long time, and this clothing you've magnetized. It's something that you pick out of the drawer pretty quick. Um, it's something that you feel very comfortable wearing. That's that's magnetizing. Uh, musicians often magnetize their instruments. Um, they think about you know the instruments as being a, of course part of them and, and they can project within their mental uh, uh, um, abilities to, to kind of project a thought inside uh, this uh, guitar or inside this flute or inside uh, this cello. Whatever instrument they're playing that they, they become one with this instrument. Um, a sitar player in India can go through a process of being um, attached to a tree for many years and uh, they're fed, the individual's fed and, and taken care of, but they're they're next to this tree uh, all the time and it's, it's something for years occurs. And then what happens is the tree uh, is cut down and out of the tree a sitar is made. And this sitar is one and the same of the individual who was kind of attached to this tree. And this is something that gives them that ability to have an instrument that is in fact uh, them, through magnetism. you can magnetize a place uh, if you like, have a new house or a, a, a room that you want to magnetize or anything like that. It's it's something that you go into uh, and you think about, you know, meditating within this room and maybe sleeping inside the room, and in, and this whole time you're contemplating and projecting um, this reality of magnetizing uh, the room and having it become part of you. And this is something that we. Uh, can practice you know to to be able to be really close to the things that are around you now getting back to what the tibetan thing within the tibetan book of the dead practice giving things away not just things you don't care about but things you do like remember it is not the size of a gift it is the quality and the amount of mental attachment you overcome that count so you're going to overcome this thought about how you have to keep this thing you 're going to overcome that, and the and the and the biggest struggle the biggest struggle about letting something like that go is of course the benefit that you get spiritually and in this higher consciousness by letting something go that is hard for you to let go okay so this is this is an interesting thing in in this uh, kind of exercise now. <clears throat> With your mind distracted, never thinking, death is coming. To slave away on the pointless business of Monday life. And then to come out empty. It is a tragic error. This is kind of an interesting thing uh, within this polarity of where we are um, on this beautiful third dimensional reality we're experiencing. We can have all of these material things. And then, of course... The end result is not having anything at all, um, and you know the, you type uh, wills, um, uh, thinking about giving out uh, uh, different aspects of, of what heirlooms were and who they go to. Uh, these are all contemplated um, aspects. You know, they say the best thing to do is to make sure it's all equal with your uh, with your children that you you've left, um, and then whatever you've inherited. Uh, the idea is to uh give more to your children than what than what you've received and this kind of thought. Now no sane person fears nothingness. No sane person fears nothingness. That's what death is, is this nothingness. Like you're not gonna have anything in that aspect of within this material world. And in your maturation as a spiritual essence, you're not fearing that loss, that nothingness. It's something that you're capable of doing. You don't have to be a philosopher. You just have to want to know who you are, who you are in higher consciousness. That's the reality and naming that higher consciousness. That's so important. Our past thinking has determined our present status and our present thinking will determine our future status. For man is what man thinks. This is the detail in your affirmations, in your meditations, in your ability to contemplate. And then in those two, the meditations and the contemplations, becomes communion. And communion is that act coming to a third dimensional reality that you've been meditating on and contemplating on. That's what we're talking about here. So transcendent renunciation is developed by meditating uh, of the human life in terms of the ocean of evolutionary possibilities. Wow. Okay? Think about it. Evolutionary possibilities. What is your mind projecting? What is your mind meditating on? What is it contemplating? and the degree of this is something that, in detail it's very important to be able to realize that thoughts create and that you are in fact making your future. Um, you think a uh, uh, really um, renunciation automatically occurs when you come face to face with your real existential uh, situation, and so develop a, a genuine really sympathy for yourself. Having given up pretending the prison of habitual emotions and confusions is just fine. Meditating on the teachings given on these themes is a systematic way enables you to generate quickly an ambition to gain full control of your body and mind in order at least To face death confidently, knowing you can navigate safely through the dangers of further journeys. Wasting time investing your life in purpose that you cannot take with you becomes ludicrous. And when you radically shift your priorities, you feel a profound relief and unburdening yourself of the weight of worry over inconsequential things. One of the interesting things in thought is wealthy folks often uh, are in a state of worry. Uh, They're in a state of worry of losing what it is that they have. And the interesting thing is when they lose what they have, they're relieved of the worry. They don't have to worry about it anymore. It's occurred. So consequently, easy enough to rebuild whatever was there previously, but that thought of doing it differently now where you don't have that tremendous attachment to these things. Dying has to come with no attachments. And that's why we're talking about this practice of being able to give away something that is dear to you. Hmm, Is that something you can do? Think about it, maybe, maybe it is. It's something in preparing yourself for the Uh, inseparable uh, reality of, of, of dying. It's just what it is when you all of a sudden you are in a state of nothingness. Thine own consciousness, not formed into anything, in reality void, and the intellect shining and blissful, these two are inseparable. The union of them is perfect enlightenment. Thine own consciousness, not formed into anything, in reality void, and the intellect shining and blissful. These two are inseparable. So you're giving away, you're not gonna have any form, and you're gonna have a reality that's void, but your intellect is gonna be shining and blissful as a result, no doubt, of these two, and they are inseparable. The union of them is a state of perfect enlightenment. Giving away, entering the void, and then having the reality of what perfect enlightenment is all about. Our past thinking has determined our present status, and our present thinking will determine our future status, for man is what man thinks. On and on. When you find yourself in a situation or a position Realize that you created that. You created that situation. It's something that within your divine plan you have to learn or you have to put yourself in a position of gathering the knowledge, of course, as your higher consciousness ascends with the experiences that your humanness is going through. There's no reason for a sound faith to be irrational, a useful faith should not be blind but should be well aware of its grounds. A sound faith should be able to use scientific investigation to strengthen itself. It should be open to the spirit not to lock itself up in the letter. A nourishing, useful, healthful faith should be no obstacle to developing a science of death. Okay, Tibetan Book of the Dead. What we're talking about here there's no reason for a sound faith to be irrational. Now this is also what Einstein was coming from. Einstein, interestingly enough, in his uh, statement about you know his position in higher consciousness, he refers to the state of faith. And coming from Einstein, this is interesting because, you know he's, um, you know, pretty much a, of an atheist. You know, he's he's not believing in, in God. He's really scientific uh, sense. But he does have um, faith as something that he encounters within his world. And this is very powerful um, when you think about this. Now, be not fond of that dull, bluish, yellow light from the human world. That is the path of thine accumulated of violent egoism really come to receive thee. If thou art attracted by it, thou wilt be born in the human world and have to suffer birth, age, sickness, and death. And thou wilt have no choice of getting out of this quagmire of worldly existence. That is an interruption to obstruct thy path of liberation. Therefore, look not upon it and abandon egotism, (coughs) abandon prophecies, be not attracted towards Be not weak. Okay, so, again, realizing what humanness is, realizing that you are in a human world, and of course, your spiritualness is who you are, a higher developed spirit having a human experience. O nobly born, when thou art driven hither and thither by the ever-moving wind of karma, thine intellect, having no object upon which to rest, will be like a feather tossed about by the wind, riding on the horse of breath. Ceaselessly, involuntarily, wilt thou be wandering about? To all those who are weeping, thou wilt say, Here I am, weep not, but they're not hearing thee. Thou wilt think I am dead. And again, at that time, thou wilt be feeling very miserable, not miserable in that way. So be not miserable. Find yourself into this aspect of where we are. So thinking about this, where you are in the realm of this practice, giving things away not just things you don't care about but things you do like remember it is not the size of a gift it is its quality and the amount of mental attachment you overcome that count so don't bankrupt yourself on a momentarily positive impulse only to regret it later give thought to giving give small things Carefully, and observe the mental processes going along with the act of releasing the little thing that you liked. Okay, so thinking about this as an assignment, something maybe that you have uh, that's dear to you, maybe something that you got from your grandparents. Um, and it's it's a, a exercise, no doubt, of about releasing this object. To could be a family member, could be an acquaintance, could be the guy at the bus stop. Who knows to where you are. It's not necessarily the aspect of anything less than being able to separate from this third-dimensional attachments that we have to be able to really find this true uh, sense of self. And practicing, of course, we're all going to die and we're all going to have nothingness And in practicing, do that to be able to embrace um, death as, as of course, an important part of your life uh, because it's, it's eminent and to how you are going to be able to be able to release these attachments. Um, of course, upon dying, it's, it's, it's uh, very important that you die with no attachments. You just have to be able to be able to progress uh, into your higher consciousness without having uh, the burden of thinking about that there's something else that you have to do. Okay, so we're going to jump into the CBS News, and uh, we're going to have a, a great time of listening to the good things, okay? and uh, and then we'll be right back with a whole bunch more of the a hedge and so uh, stay tuned The food we eat, the lifestyle we live, and chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte into Mooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Asmoojow offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Asmoojow to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school. They can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to Asmoojow to recover for those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with her class or graduate early. Ras is located in Aganya next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West O'Brien Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. The most unique place on Guam to visit is Jeff's Pirates Cove. Located in Epan on Rock 4, right on a beautiful windward beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jeff's Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yakoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last ten days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, ten AM to seven PM, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, nine AM to seven PM. Start out with breakfast. What we're talking about, epan pirate breakfast, folks. Two eggs your way, two pancakes, choice of ham, bacon or sausage, choice of toast, homemade hash brown potatoes or rice, chilled fruit, and fruit juice and every hot breakfast free hot coffee and tea refillable 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 and then jump over to to Jose's Taco Tuesdays Get that triple taco, folks. And then there's Friday. Shrimp scampi, deep-fried calamari rings, fish and shrimp combos, and that whole parrot fish waiting for you. And then don't forget about Jess' Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter, Another personal favorite, Greek salad, and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jess Pirate's Cove. Open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're talking about 9 a.m to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go at 789-8646. We'll see you there.
2: of heaven message
0: people of the mariana islands wake up to where you are the most powerful Chamorro legend is called the goddess of guam late at night there's an old man and old woman in their house near the ocean there's a knock on the door and an old man and old woman are outside my lids they're invited to eat the old man goes to get fresh water for them while the old woman starts cooking the vegetables with a small fish the old man had caught that day. They have half a glass of tuba that they give to the old man and old woman. They are so happy to be able to share with the old man and old woman. Well, the old man and old woman are God and goddess. The God and goddess tell the old man and old woman to climb the mountain in the morning. And as they're climbing the mountain, not to look back. When they reach the top of the mountain, and they say the ISA, the rainbow, they can look back. Sure enough, early in the morning, they start climbing the mountain. They don't look back. When they reach the top of the mountain, the old woman sees the ISA, and they look back. The island had sunk, and everyone was gone but them. The water recedes, and the old man and old woman go back down the mountain. The god and goddess reappear, and they tell the old man and old woman, There will be humans coming to your shores. And when they come, you teach them how to be human. People of the Marianas, teach the humans how to be human. Live long and rise above your challenges and save as many lives as you can. Catch
2: the Edge of Heaven Fridays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. right here on News Talk K57. I really, really love you.
0: Chardé. There you go. That's uh, a heartbeater. One of the interesting things about pride, um, you know, we, we really use that word a lot. We're proud to be a gecko. We're proud to be in the National Guard. We're proud for all these different aspects of our life, you know, saying, saying pride. And, and pride is, is something that you don't want to express. Interestingly enough, you got to change the word pride to happy. Happy uh, to be a gecko, happy to be in the National Guard, happy to be uh, 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 accomplishing what I've I've been able to accomplish. Uh, Pride uh, is is something that we have to overcome, interestingly enough. And it's easy enough to do, just change, uh, intercept that word with the word happy, and uh, uh, it, it fits. Now, when we talk about the Tibetan Book of the Dead, now, 49 days after you die, what the Buddhists in Tibet, what they see is the 49-day period of after you die to be reincarnated back into uh, a human life. And this is something within this 49 days, every day, uh, there's a, a ceremony of such. you know. And, of course, here in Guam, uh, within the Catholicism, we do nine days of wake um, with... Uh, family and and friends, and then after that, we do another nine days uh, with just family. So here are some of the quotes, again, kind of directing toward this uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead. Are you oblivious to the sufferings of birth, old age, sickness, and death? There's no guarantee that you will survive even past this very day. The time has come for you to develop perseverance in your practice for at this singular opportunity you could attain the everlasting bliss of nirvana so now is certainly not the time to sit idly but starting with a reflection on death you should bring your practice to completion the moments of our life are not expendable and the possible circumstances of death are beyond imagination If you do not achieve an undaunted, confident security now, what point is there in your being alive, O living creature? So, accepting death. Bringing that within our life, that this is something that you have this confident security in this knowledge is what we're expressing here. Now, death holds up an all-seeing mirror the mirror of past actions to our eyes in which the consequences of all our negative and positive actions are clearly seen. And there's a weighing of our past actions in the light of their consequences, the balance of which will determine the kind of existence or mental state we are being driven to enter. So however you live your life, then upon death and re-entering into another life, those are the determinators of how you lived your life this lifetime as to how and what you're going to experience as you are being driven into entering your next life. How very remorseful are you who have accumulated evil on this dangerous red passageway traversed by all. When you're brought to trial by the executors of Yama's rights. Even though you may have been once very powerful, here it will be of no avail. Now is the time for the hearts and lungs of all great wrongdoers to be torn apart. Since you have practiced non-virtue, this reckoning of your past actions will be quicker and more powerful than lightning. So by fleeing, you will not escape. And by showing remorse, this will be of no help. How pitful are the human beings who do not strive to practice these sacred teachings. Again, this present life will determine the aspects and the conditions of your next life. According, of course, to Tibetan Buddhism into this thought and realm. Please guide all beings from this swamp of clictic existence. All the signs of the zodiac, the risings, continually doing these until you find nirvana, until you find this enlightenment and this realm of living a life with these kind of thought to be able to get out of this cycle within the third dimensional realm. In modern science, the methods are analysis for principality applied to investigating the nature of material entities. Thus the ultimate nature of matter is sought through a reductive process and the macroscopic world is reduced to the microscopic world of particles. Yet when the nature of these particles is further examined, we find that ultimately their very existence as objects is called into question. In modern science, the methods of analysis are principally applied to investigating the nature of material entities. Thus, the ultimate nature of matter is sought through a reductive process, and the macroscopic world is reduced to the microscopic world of particles yet when the nature of these particles is further examined we find that ultimately their very existence as objects is called into question there's an illusion of such that we can kind of contemplate it's it's a it's a sense of of what it is that that we see and what it is again that you're able to contemplate in this rising of this psychologically transcending experience that we all have as humans and to come to this conclusion that you have seen the macro and you've seen the micro the large and the small and within this you have come to the very existence of objects and because of the duality of where we are in this third dimensional reality often we enter into the question of why these things are the way they are. But nevertheless, if there is even the slightest recognition, liberation is easy. Should you ask why this is so? It is because once the awesome, terrifying, and fearful appearance arise, the awareness does not have the luxury of distraction. The awareness is one-pointedly concentrated so this liberation of the vehicle the body should you ask why is this so it is because once the awesome terrifying and fearful appearances arise this is the the fear that we think about within the death the awareness does not have the luxury of distraction you don't distract from this event folks the awareness is one pointedly concentrated into this realm of death. If, upon looking outwards toward the external expanse of the sky, there are no projections by the mind, and if, on looking inwards at one's own mind, there's no projectionist who projects thoughts by thinking them, then one's own mind, completely free from conceptual projections, will become luminously clear surrendering to this experience surrendering if upon looking outwards towards the external expanse of the sky here you are contemplating this world there are no projections by the mind and this is where you've come into this nothingness and if on looking inward at one's own mind there's no projectionist who projects thoughts by thinking them then one's own mind completely free from conceptual projections. You've completely freed yourself. You become luminously clear. That's the surrendering of this experience. And the key, of course, to that is is by not having any attachments, nothing that you're going to be distracted by. And that's how you enter into this luminously clear thought. There's no reason for a sound faith to be irrational. A useful faith should not be blind but should be well aware of its grounds. A sound faith should be able to use scientific investigation to strengthen itself. It should be open to the spirit not to lock itself up in the letter. A nursing, useful, healthful faith should be no obstacle to developing a science of death. A nourishing useful healthful faith should be no obstacle to developing a science of death again reminding us of einstein where he does define faith and he recognizes that as an atheist interestingly enough and where you see this of course Science of death. What is it that that he uh, within Einstein is is accumulated through uh, Tibetan Buddhism? You know, no doubt, uh, scientific investigation uh, can strengthen uh, these thoughts within this world of faith. So, abandon your notions of the past without attributing a temporal sequence. Cut off your mental associations regarding the future without anticipation. Rest in a spacious modality without clinging to the thoughts of the present. Do not meditate at all since there is nothing upon which to meditate. Instead, revelations will come through undistracted mindfulness since there is nothing by which you can be distracted upon this death with nothing left but your surrendering to the world of non-attachments. It is undeniably the case that in our society we do not easily accept that death is a natural part of life. It always happens to somebody else, right? That's how we think. Which results in a perpetual sense of insecurity and fear. And many are confused at the time of the death of a loved one, not knowing what they can do to help the one that has passed away and how to address their own grief. Exploring ways of overcoming our fear of death and adopting a creative approach at the time, that is, focusing one's energy on supporting the one that has passed away, are both extraordinarily benefits of that insights and practices that are so beautifully expressed in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. When you think about these things, you often remember the Dalai Lama saying, When we look at life and death, from a broader perspective, then dying is just like changing our clothes. When this body becomes old and useless, we die, and take on a new body, which is fresh, healthy, and full of energy. This is not to be so bad. Again, this thought of this reincarnation, very powerful uh, within the Tibetan uh, Buddhism, and you have to realize that the broader the perspective, of what is going on around us is uh, um, very powerful in, in this realm. I know uh, um, within the aspects of, of what I've in research with with death and then with the Dalai Lama, um, very, uh, uh, very powerful uh, finding and discovering who the new Dalai Lama is going to be and how these oracle priests that work with the Dalai Lama uh, emerge. And it's something that, of course, is, is very real in to this realm of uh, finding ourselves uh, uh, examples, of course, of thinking about, well, what, what past lives did we have or what, where were we in, a, in an aspect? Um, I had one uh, experience a um, um, few years back uh, where we were given a, a guided soliloquy into a realm of, of being uh, uh, with a group of people and we are very relaxed and uh, 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 we were laying down on a carpet uh, and in laying down on the carpet, um, the communicator talked about pretending that your body kind of comes and becomes a balloon. And so you start out you know, with your feet and as, as you go through your body, as, as it expands as a balloon does. And then what the reality is, is that you, you leave your body. You, you have a, a projection and you leave your body by, your, by the uh, big balloon uh, uh, occurrence of lifting your uh, astral body out of your physical body. And then upon there, you reveal in your past life. And my image, when I went through this experience, was I was wearing, um, like, a a leather pants and and outfit. I couldn't see my face. I could just see my hands and what I was wearing, and it was like like I was in a plains land. And it was, uh, uh, was, you know, I felt good about where I was, whether or not I was... uh, um, uh, an individual uh, no doubt you know into this aspect of of uh, harvesting uh, animal skins as clothing and then of course uh, embracing my location of of this beautiful area this plains and and seeing that but not being able to see myself just about my hands and and what i was wearing was something in an experience of of again if you think about you know within the thought of of where we have been, and of course, uh, uh, what that creates in this life that we're living now. Now, with you, with your mind far away, thinking that death will not come, entranced by the pointless activities of this life, if you were to return empty-handed now, would not your life's purpose have been utterly confused? Recognized what it is that you truly need it is a sacred teaching for liberation. So, should you not practice this divine, sacred teaching beginning from this very moment, preparing yourself for death? As we mentioned earlier in the show, giving something away that is not necessarily worth a lot of money, but it's something that is very dear to you that's hard to give away. That's the quality of of this experience. And upon death, remember, no attachments. Don't think about anything that you're leaving behind is important, it's not. It's the freedom that you're looking for to rise above this. So, may we become exactly like you, glorious spiritual teacher, exactly resembling you in body, lifespan, fields, and in your supreme and excellent major marks. This is the thought about, you know, within Buddhism, uh, the simplicities of life um, and and having that uh, ability to live uh, very simplistic, um, it's uh, uh, quite the challenge. <laughs> Seeing the mind uh, to oneself is indeed bewildering, yet bewilderment and non-bewilderment are of a single essence. Remember, everything is a polarity. You're gonna have bewilderment, and you're gonna have non-bewilderment, and you're gonna have them all at the same time, the single existence of what it is. That's the world, of course, that we live in within this third dimension. May all sentiment beings be endowed with happiness. Don't think that that's something that you wanna sacrifice. Happiness is something you want to always have no matter what happens to you. May they all be separated from suffering and its causes. May they be endowed with joy, free from suffering. May they abide free from attachment or aversion. That's it. Free from attachment. If you're free from attachment, then this is where we have suffered uh, through attachment. Only through attachment does suffering emerge. You know, you get a scratch on the car, or you get a a a bumper uh, gets whacked out. So in this aspect, you go through this suffering because you're upset because uh, this this attachment uh, has has been bruised. Um, And it's funny because I've always seen you know getting something new and the first scratch, I kind of go, oh good, I (laughs) I don't have to worry about this anymore. It's got a scratch, you know. It's because otherwise it's going to give you uh, a lot of feelings of suffering and the causes of the suffering is when you're of course so attached to this material world the ocean of mundane cyclic now existence is like an illusion Um, this you you you're continually in a cycle it's, it's coming and it's going, it's coming and it's going, it's coming and it's going until you reach this nirvana. And in reaching nirvana, uh, pretty much the ground rules, not having any attachments, um, feeling the comfortability of surrendering, um, being able to uh, embrace unconditional love um, all around you. This is, this is, of course, what we're all looking for. Be certain that the nature of mind is empty and without foundation. One's own mind, like an empty sky, look at your own mind to see whether it is like that or not. Divorced from views which constructively determine the nature of emptiness, be certain that pristine cognition, naturally originating, is primordially radiant. Just like the nucleus of the sun, which is itself naturally originating. Look at your own mind to see whether that is like that or not. This into this aspect, this nucleus of the sun, that you're having this pristine cognition, this thinking of where you are naturally originating into this realm of higher consciousness. This is a a kind of an advanced uh, aspect of how we talk so much about naming your higher consciousness, living forever, having all the knowledge of the universe into this state of whether uh you accept within yourself this thought of this tibetan book of the dead without the attachments it's uh, uh and, and a step farther we're going 49 days after you die every day um within this the buddhist community is it's examined um and of, of course the celebrity uh, of the person who died is uh, given uh, um thought and has given this uh, uh, this sense of, of a ceremony. I bow down to and take refuge in the sacred teachings, including the doctrines of the ultimate truth, and desireless, the irreversible path of these three vehicles and the transmissions, esoteric instructions, and treaties of the transmitted precepts and treasures. So you bow down and take refuge in the sacred teachings. The sacred teachings of not having the attachments, not having something that's binding you uh, to a sense of not being able to of course transcend through these experiences of whatever precepts and treasures uh, that are within of course your mind. All phenomena are ultimately selfless, empty, and free conceptual elaboration. So it's it's interesting into this um, selfless. Uh, it, it's so hard, this, this illusion of, of this third-dimensional life that we're having um, and how to put ourselves in, into a, a phenomena. The nature of the mind, which is all-knowing, aware of everything, empty and radiant, is established to be the manifest radiant and self-originating pristine cognition present from the beginning, just like the sky. Um, This this aspect of the Tibetan Book of the Dead um, can be studied and it can be looked at to determine to what within yourself uh, you recognize. Now, you think about how we project ourselves as young children. When we project ourselves as young children, often it's by example. It's by the example of who surrounds us, uh, what what type of uh, of music um, our environment offers us, what type of of, uh, of thought processes in in morality, or processes in your aspect of of giving respect to the community, and to who's around you. Um, This, within the Marianas, this where humans teaching humans how to be human, is this great and fantastic aspect of hospitality. Giving people uh, something that is dear to them. Uh, A person creating something like Chicken and and sharing it with the folks around them Something that they would often probably think, oh, I should keep all this chicken keleguin for myself. It's something that that my great-grandmother taught me how to do this and make it just the way it's supposed to be. And this is something, but what is the important thing? This thing that is so close to me, it's to be given. It's the happiness that I have of giving this chicken keleguin to my neighbors and to my friends and to whatever celebration may be going on that you have given something that it's not the material worth or the money that it costs to make. Not that, but how much you love what it is that you're giving away. That quality is what and how your spiritual maturation, of course, grows. So when you think about these things, when you think about what it is that's important within ourselves, and you contemplate uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, uh, you know, have that opportunity. You know, it's something that you know you can Google or you know look it over, and then when you do kind of contemplate what it is. Uh, remember that this is one avenue of a, of, of a thought, of, a, of a, an existence and pretty much whatever you desire to happen to you upon your death is pretty much probably what's gonna happen to you. These again, where your thoughts create. So what this is, is a map within this one realm of Buddhism. It's very simple. And it's something that you can meditate and contemplate on. Whether or not you agree doesn't make any difference. It's just finding as many ways within yourself, within your cognitive abilities, to embrace all these different ways of going to the same place, just maybe using different roads, as uh, our uh, Pope Francis very clearly communicates. So why don't we take that break, and then we'll be right back with us a whole bunch more of The Edge of Heaven. Food we eat, the lifestyle we live, and chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are not epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte into or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. Asmoojow Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Asmoojow offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend smoojao to gain those credits from a six-year WASC-accredited school that can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to a Smoojow to recover those credits that we'll guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. Asmoojow is located in Aganya, next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West O'Brien Drive and a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. unique place on Guam to visit is Jeff Pirates Cove, located in Epan Tala Fofo on Rock 4, right on a beautiful windward beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jess Pirate's Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yokoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Start out with that breakfast, folks. Jose's Mexican Omelette, unbelievable. That's the best. Then, of course, go through the week... Don't forget about Jose's Taco Tuesdays, though. And don't forget to get that fully loaded nachos. What a treat. And then there's Friday with that shrimp scampi, deep fried calamari rings, fish and shrimp combo, and of course, that whole parrot fish. And folks, don't forget about Jeff's Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter. Another personal favorite. Greek salad, and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jeff Power's Cove. Open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. We'll see you there. Interestingly enough, and in thinking uh, uh, with this, to the Tibetan Book of the Dead, these forty-nine days and preparing yourself to come back into another existence. <clears throat> at this time, most of humankind's greatest achievements of technology and scientific discovery have taken place in the last few centuries. This gives credence to the idea that life and human capacity is ever growing and expanding. We're getting better and better and better. The birth of this third millennium is a time unlike any other in recorded history, and being spiritual is more important than ever. Here are some of the greatest advantages for spiritual seekers today. Recent advances in science and technology mean more available information for seekers of truth to contemplate and consider. Where they're proving now, thoughts create. They're doing it. They're using neutrinos, subatomic particles. It's an amazing, amazing world we live in. Relatively widespread freedoms of religion and belief allow opportunities to craft your own beliefs and experience spirituality in a personal way, embracing your spirit. Longer lifespans gives you more time to learn and grow. Running hot water because hot showers must automatically be included on all lists about what is good about today. Telescopic photos of the universe to remind you of how big it all is. If you've seen these Hubble, Hubble, uh, uh, unbelievable uh, pictures that are showing these unbelievable uh, photos it's just it's just mind-boggling i was uh lucky enough to purchase uh, uh, 10 of these up at isla's at the university a number of years ago and uh, um, i got them they were big and and we put them in a room it was we had the they told us how much to put the glossy paint with the flat black paint and then how to paint the walls and we had a um track lighting on all of these uh, unbelievable uh hubble telescope shots uh and it, you go in this room it was just mind-boggling and this is what we're talking about it reminds you of how big and 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 things are it's just it's just fascinating when you come to these these realities and wisdom from cultures, past and present, readily available in libraries and bookstores and, and the click of a mouse where we are in this internet, it gives us this great uh, ability to expand into this world um, uh, that's, that's been around for, for such a long time. More potential time than when your forefathers had to carry water from a well, cook meals over an open fire, and milk the cows before dawn. So, we have this this time now. It's uh, If we can get to a point where everything becomes automated and we have a life uh, of contemplation, a life of projections, a life of creation, um, is something that, that we're looking forward to. Convenience is like never before in terms of transportation. Giving seekers the ability to go on spiritual pilgrimages and experience other cultures. This is so, uh, this world of, of diversity it's so beautiful. It's something you know. The care, of course, within the Chamorro Islands, uh, you know, have this this strength of of this indigenous within this Chamorro world, and how this is where humans teach humans how to be human, uh, uh, really opening up the the gates for for whomever wants to arrive and and being embraced. Uh, and locally now, uh, our Afghans, we hope of uh, the Afghans, who, who have been able to help and interpret um, through the American. Uh, uh, presence in uh, Afghanistan will be able to come and experience uh, the Chamorro hospitality and um. More movies, television programming, news stories, documentaries that provide you with opportunities to contemplate and grow from a massive array of life lessons. It's over and over and over again teaching you to how to be in higher consciousness, how to wake up, how to be full on to what it is that your divine plan uh, that you've created and how to carry it out and go through each dramatic event yourself fully knowing that no matter what happens to you good or bad your higher consciousness is ascending and that's the hallelujah of course so what we're going to do let's go and we're do this uh, uh, this kiss of life of course, this is a a favorite song, and it's something that, of course, we want to dedicate to our mates and 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 loved ones, and especially Jenny. You know, into this realm of having uh, a close listening. Let's let's you contemplate it. Don't think about anything else. Don't no more monkey mind, folks. And listen to this song, and listen to the words, and then, of course, embrace and kiss the person who you uh, uh, you love so much. Amen. You, gotta, you have to remember, folks, that you all came from a kiss. Okay? It all started with a kiss. And this uh, kiss of life, of course, is something uh, um, that gives us uh, the strength to realize you know, that anything is possible. Anything that we're able to do in this beautiful, beautiful world that we live in uh, and fully aware of what uh, you are creating in your thoughts and it's uh, it's it's very enlightening once you really start seeing uh, that you are in fact uh, living in the state of bliss how to get there folks you just got to chant in your mother's tongue the word for love let's do it love 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 guide to 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 guide to